Welcome to Cowboy Mafia. It is the podcast that encompasses all things Western sports and all people Western sports. If you think about the word mafia, the definition, one of the three, means a closed group of people in a particular field having a controlling influence. The word cowboy, well, it means something different to everyone. But every single person understands that it means something special, something iconic, and something powerful. And with that, it is time to introduce our guest. I'm Anthony Lucia. That's Brad Narducci. But the man that we have here today hails from Grants, New Mexico. You know his voice. You know his talents. You know his skills. And you have seen the products that he has put out for the last 20-plus years whether it's professional rodeos, the Calgary Stampede, whether it's the PBR World Finals, he has been there, done it, got the t-shirt, got the buckle, and the accolades to prove it. One of the most humble individuals in our entire game. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome Richard Wade Jones. Wow, thank you guys so much. That was nice. Did you feel like you were oh, getting... I can't wait to record that. <laughs> oh, gee. Wait, we didn't record that? Uh, no, I hope you did. Oh. I mean, I'm going to like put it on my maybe my answering service. Yeah, or answering did my you, voicemail. Did you, you have feel- an answering service? Yeah, that's going old school. Yeah. Did you feel like you were getting on? Like it was back in the day and you were uh, yeah. sliding up on one? Yeah, no. But I felt great, yeah. That's awesome. How are we? Man, that's good, huh? Wait, we're supposed to ask you how are we? Oh man, yeah, that's, that's how he is. That's, that's, that's how he is. He takes. My guy. He's a leader. He will take. Charge. He's a leader. Richard, we uh, we are so thankful and excited that you were on our podcast. When Brad told me last week that you were going to be, he actually didn't even actually didn't ask. I I, I told you, I said there's like a handful of people that we must have mm-hmm. on the podcast, and Richard Jones. Well, and, I appreciate you. Yeah, and he's been on a handful of podcasts, but. How many podcasts have you been on? Just Matt? Just two. I've been on Flint's as well. Flint Rass. Oh, so three. Right. We were on there together. No yes. big deal. Just no the two deal. of us. Well, just, just two of us and Matt West. But yeah. Matt did most of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> no well, way. he is an announcer, so. We know how announcers get. Yes, we do. Well, if we've learned anything from the first <laughs> podcast that we recorded, <laughs> he's such a D-bag. Uh, it's that Anthony needs to talk less. And so, with that being said... Go to I, it, guys. I, I, to, I totally lied to him. <laughs> he said, how's, how's the feedback on the first podcast? I said, well, people liked it, but the, the <laughs> one common denominator that everybody said was, you need to talk less. Because <laughs> announcers believe they're paid by the word. That is not true, Richard. You have taught me that that is not they true. They are not paid by Maybe the years word. ago, years ago, so the, I mean, that's an interesting topic to, to dive into right away. Uh, like prior to music, right, announcers had to carry whole shows. I think so, but I think now more so than any time in the history of Western sports, the entire production, it all works as a unified front, as a unified group, and that's something that you do. Just for anybody who is, whether you've, you know who Richard is, or maybe you're saying, well, never really heard of Richard, who's heard of Richard Jones, (laughs) which if you're listening to this podcast, you might not know who the heck I am or Brad, but either way. Um, Richard has been a integral part of the PBR production. He's done the music at the Calgary Stampede, and and Richard, you can add into these, but he's done. He's announced the World Finals, PBR World Finals, Las Vegas. He's played music the last how many years at the World Finals? Three years. Last, last three, three years, years at the World, World Finals. Um, uh, 
Five times at the American. Five times at the American. He was. You were the OG at the American, weren't you? Until Brad stole your job. He he totally did not steal my job. <laughs> I understand. Uh, they, no, he did not either. We're tied at five. <laughs> Richard and I are tied at five. We, yeah, we've each done five, and uh, it was to the point where I couldn't do it one year. And uh, Randy Bernard asked me, "Who do I get?" And I said, "Get Brad Narducci. There's no question. Get the best guy going." And he was it, and he's been there every year and be there as long as he wants to. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. We all love Brad. Keep going. We all love <laughs> Keep Brad. Going. But, but Richard, so a moment ago he said, does it make you want to get on a bull? Back in the day, you were a Bramer Tamer. I was not, but I did get on a few. <laughs> I, I did get on a few, and most of them I could ride with both hands in a ratchet trap. <laughs> yeah, I, let me tell you, that's one thing. I did get on a few and stuff, but in our world – I I don't talk about that because I was not good. <laughs> I was like not, not even like boy back in the day I could get one. No, strapped. no, no. Never said that. You never never. One time. You know, like they say, man, that guy was the king of the amateurs. No, I was like a peasant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were the jester. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's that guy's gonna make us laugh. Yeah, I was. I think they called me Added Money. <laughs> was my nickname. And, and uh, he, you, uh, he traveled with dragons too. You traveled with like I, the. No, I I lived with Michael Gaffney back when I was a kid. <laughs> And he, well, back when we were young. Did he raise I, you? No, not a little kid. He ended up marrying <laughs> my cousin. But I, So I've been around some great bull riders. Uh, drove, you know, I got to be in the front seat <laughs> while they rode. Uh, but no, I, I really, I try to get any way, you know, I, I, I'm probably in the top 25,000 team ropers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe thirty. You wrote pretty dang good. You're 30, being humble right now. 30, oh, but seriously, uh, I did get on a few, but I was never much. Did you ride Bronx too? Tried them. I, I thought I remembered that. Yeah, oh yeah, I tried them. Yeah, same deal. Just got on a few. Yeah, uh, but no, no great rodeo cowboy here at all. When I mean, I tried them all. I tried everything, but you rode calves. You did bulldog. Oh yeah, everything. Oh yeah, uh, but still. Top, maybe top 25,000 team ropers <laughs> in the world. Yeah. I mean, with the number of team ropers there are in the world, that's actually... That's top, pretty good. Should that's I like quarter, 100,000? Quarter percentile. So, I mean... I mean maybe I should have said 100. No, you rope good. I he's, rope hard. He's, he's got a classic t-shirt on, so that'll tell he you. He does <laughs> have a classic ropes t-shirt. We all love Billy Bray and uh, everything. Oh, we, what a great girl. What a great lady. There you go. Yes. What She's, a... What a uh, by the time this airs, she will be a sponsor of this show. What a, so. what a phenomenal lady. Yeah. And a great businesswoman. And I like her a lot. And gave me a free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the ropes yet, I, I, but you got a free t-shirt. I can literally say, other than my shoes right now, everything I'm wearing has been free. <laughs> if, awesome. if, if, you, if you had to guess, just take a wild guess, when is the last time that you bought a t-shirt, jeans, socks... Underwear. <laughs> when when do you think is the last time? Those blue eyes are roaming the room. Yeah. Right it's got it's got to be ten years. Like you, oh, at least ten. Yeah. yeah. I, like if I if I come out with something that wasn't given to me, my wife's like, "Hey, we're going to a same place now." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Hey, is it our anniversary? <laughs> yeah, we're going to some place now." And, and, and very something. Very thankful for all of it. But like, luckily enough, yeah. I get a lot of t shirts and. Yeah, you get a lot of hoops. coats and ball caps and which you just give away. By the way, I do give them away. How many World Finals jackets do you have? Every year since '04. And how many do you? Is that have? nineteen years? That's a long time. He, he's went to how, how many PBR finals have you went to? 
every year since 04. What did you, you been do in 04? Uh, I was just kind of a laborer, actually. I just uh, – well, I'll tell this story. Please. So I was a horseshoer for a long time. Yeah. Still shoot quite a few horses. Yep, yep. Uh, and going back to Michael Gaffney, uh, I made a comment one time, and that was his last year, I think Thanksgiving or something. I said, man, if they ever need some help at the World Finals, have them call me. Well, about two days before the World Finals, they said, can you come to Las Vegas? Yep. I mean, uh, we're shooting be pretty, pretty slow. It was the first week in November. Yeah, Grants right to Las Vegas is what, six hours? Five, 500 miles from my house to the. Oh, it's uh, 500. 500. Seven or eight. From my driveway to the South Point, uh, the canopy at the South Point, and the record standing record. To so that blackjack table yes. right as you walk in, the first six one hour. on the left. Yeah, the, the standing record is six hours, 10 minutes. Wow. But, yeah. Pretty fast. Yes. Standing record to go 500 miles if you're Richard Jones is six hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. And that was when we had to go over the dam. Now, oh, that, they yeah. the, now and, that they got the And bypass. if you've ridden with him, you know why. <laughs> on our way here, to, we're in Fort Worth right now. He was on the, what, I, what? 40? 40. And he goes, holy shit, my cruise control is at 96. <laughs> we were going 96 and just bullshitting. <laughs> I was like, whoo, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> we're making phenomenal <laughs> time. Better back her down. <laughs> so anyway, I... They called me, and I just went out there to just help. Just help whatever. I worked in the trade show. I packed panels. I put signage up. I did whatever I could do. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> crazy. They paid me $100 a day. Uh, spent $94 a day while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my first time of being around the around the world of the PBR. I yeah. mean, I, of course, I, I knew what it was like or knew what it was about, but – I went out there and worked there, and then soon after that, I went. I was one of the merchandise people for. They said, "Can you sell merch?" And I said, "Yep." I had no idea what I was doing. Right. You bet. So then I did that. I, I mean, I, I think I've had more jobs in the PBR than anybody, even Kurt Blake. Oh wow! And, and we've had the conversation because I was the merch guy. I've been the panel packer. Uh, That's awesome. So ninety four. So that would have been. 2004. Or I'm sorry, 2004. That was 13 years after its inception. Was right. 91 the inception? 93. 93. 93. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I've been around, I've been lucky enough to see a lot of great bull riding, and I I've done like I said I I've ran the fronts. I've shagged bulls. I've roped bulls there. I still judge a few. I know which is crazy. I, I've announced them. I've mixed them. I've, yeah. I've hung hung signage. Done sponsorship. Literally done every. I've done every a lot position. Of jobs, yeah. What was the transition into into production though? Because at that time you're probably still competing in '94, or I'm sorry, in 2004. Uh, uh, Get it right. No, I I'm was sorry. done. I was done by 2004. You were yeah, done. Yeah, July 17th, 2004. I got on my last one, so I I was done there. Which he rode and set the arena record in uh, Cody, Wyoming. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even warm him up, Mr. USA, <laughs> and he kicked me from my forehead to my ankles. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, it was terrible. Which, if you've ever seen, Richard, it's quite a far ways. It was, yeah. Not a lot of hills or valleys, uh, but long it's a pretty, pretty straight territory. July 17th, 2004, I weighed 164 pounds. July 17th, 2005, I weighed 230. It was awesome. <laughs> I went right from the end of the cheeseburger stand. Uh, anyway, so I went to work for him for a while, and then I was, uh, I was kind of putting the arenas together on some touring pro events, and they roomed me with Mark Stevenson. He was mixing music at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I, I've always been a huge fan of music, and we just he'd work on music. Hey, try this, try that. Well, then they, uh, it was he and Chuck Lopeman at the time did a lot of stuff together, and they said, "Man, do you think you could? We might need you somewhere." So I said, "Sure." I, and th- this is the crazy part. This was like oh, oh five, oh six. I went and borrowed five hundred dollars and bought a used computer. And they, they had used computers in 2005. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it wasn't very. It was. I mean, it was. It was, <laughs> was a step a desktop. Step up from a Commodore 64, <laughs> but not much. Uh, and then I don't remember the first one I did, but they needed somebody. Yeah, and I said, "You bet, I'll go." And I started making music. And Here I am, Lord, send me. I mean, it's crazy how they put you in that. I was still shooting horses. I was sure. still, but man, you could go make at that time. I think 900 bucks or something to go mix a two-day bull riding. Wow. I thought, this is awesome. Hell yeah. So it's increased by 50, 60% since then. Yeah, 50 or 60 <laughs> bucks for sure. So then you started, you uh, in the beginning predominantly did PBR, or did you do some rodeos at that time? I, I did a few rodeos, but yeah. uh, I did some California rodeos. Uh, Chuck was lucky, or I was lucky enough to have a guy like Chuck that sent me to, I did Wood Lake, Marysville. Oh, yeah. That, you, you know, yeah. that, that flying you run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to do some some Northern California rodeos, and then I was doing some uh, bull nanzas at the time. When, bull nanza, wow! When the bull nanza deal with Lazy was going, and Robert Guthrie. Simpson, yep, was running those things. And Clint Bronger. Well, did you see that ride? I did not. The one that happened at the Lazy. Yeah, I was not at the original bull nanza. <laughs> oh, okay. There were just they put some bull nanzas. That right. Took that oh, okay. name and put them on. I did Salt Lake City. I did Lexington, Kentucky. I did. So I kind of got a little tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, six or seven shows that first year that I went and mixed music and uh, and yeah had a good time. Because the original bull nanza at Guthrie HD Dalton one on my heroes have always been cowboys. You remember the bully road? Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. $100,000. <laughs> $100, Have you never watched that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who are we talking yes, about? Yes, he never has. <laughs> you have, have you? Yes. He never Richard has. Richard knows me too good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you or no? Of course. He never has. Anyways. Anyway. This is not, this is not a, a... A bash on Anthony yeah. podcast. <laughs> well, it could turn into that it could. with you guys. So anyway, I, I got more and more, kind of more gigs the next year, got some more gigs the next year, and then uh, I was doing the Gallup Intertribal Ceremonial Rodeo. I was mixing music there for Jay Harwood. Remember Jay Harwood? <laughs> One of the legendary voices. He was at what? Richard, how yeah, you doing? Yeah, you doing? That was the wife and kids. Yeah. He had a beautiful yeah. voice. He, he was a nice man. Mm-hmm. He was one of the good guys. Montana man. Yep. From yep. Montana, he did the INFR several times, did the NFR. Mm-hmm. uh yeah, he and Clem were like the him and Clem McSpadden were like the team back in the day. Thanks for I mean adding the McSpadden because I had no idea what you were talking about when you said Clem. I'm just teasing. For people <laughs> yes, that are listening, oh, for others, yes, you d bag Anthony. Jeez. Quit getting mad at our guests. Yes, Sorry. so uh, Richard, it's Richard. I was doing a big uh, Indian rodeo in New Mexico and it kind of a cool deal and it was like Indigenous People of America rodeo. Go ahead. Nope, they call it the Indian rodeo, uh, intertribal oh, yeah, ceremonial Indian rodeo, and. Uh, it was kind of cool because Jay was from the older realm and didn't dig the music that much. Not that he didn't, he wasn't used to it. How's that? 
Because the bands, were well, prevalent yeah, at that organists, time. then bands, or I mean, or, or, or oh, just the, that's right, the organists. I mm-hmm. forgot. Uh, uh, what was that guy's name that did the one man band? Do- Dogi, Yogi, Gogi, Gogi, Gogi Grant. Was Gogi Grant the organist? No, he actually makes music as well. But he was like the original, wasn't he? No, yeah, there was some argument. Boy, there's there a lot of argument. Yeah, on there's that some that ambiguity one. there. <laughs> I anyway, like, I like arguing. So he, so Jay says, hey. How about let's eat breakfast tomorrow? He was in Gallup, New Mexico. It was an hour from my house. He says, because I want to learn how to work with the music. I said, you bet. I, I, I'll drive over, whatever. So uh, that morning he calls me and he says, hey, I don't really feel good. How about lunch? You bet. Yes, sir. Whenever. Well, he calls again. He says, I got a cold. Uh, how about let's just get together before the rodeo? Yes, sir. So I drive over there and the rodeo starts at, seven so doors are open at six i get there at five set my laptop up and you know make sure everything's good uh start playing music at six and no jay doesn't show up doesn't show up a guy named casper baca was Mm -hmm. putting the rodeo on hey have you talked to jay nope nope haven't so we're standing at red rock park which is maybe one of the most beautiful rodeo arenas in the country and I'm standing out the back. Well, here I see Jay pulling in. He had a green minivan. Mm-hmm. Drove it all the way from Montana. I see Jay pull in there. Uh, stops. Hunches over. Rolls into the car in front of him. Oh, my gosh. So EMT's right there. Everybody's hollering. We go over there. Get him out. And he goes, <clears throat> Oh, it. no. Mm-hmm. Man. You were there when Jay standing Hardwood right passed as close away. as close as you and I are, and it, nothing they could do. I mean, the EMTs right there, or anything. Oh my god! And he's supposed. Uh, what time is it? Six forty-five. Six forty-five. And uh, he's supposed to announce. And what time's the perf start? Seven. Wow. Oh my god! So they they pronounce him. I mean, everybody kind of has bows yeah. their heads, says a prayer. And Casper says, "All right, you're going to announce, and we're starting on time." To you, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? You just watched your hero pass away well, I mean, in front of you. Uh, 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 he was a is an icon. Yes, and a, and a, was a really nice man, and was really nice to me. And, yeah, uh, and then yeah, Casper says, "Hey, uh, you're up. You're up. Holy cow! I, I I'll never forget holding a microphone the first time. Uh, I went like this. Hello, uh, my my hmm." My name is Richard. Uh, welcome to the. Uh, it was. I'm. I was scared. Uh, bad. I was sad. First Hello? of all, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was sad. First of all. Secondly, I didn't know how to do an to opening hold a, or no, hold a microphone. Well, now I'm holding a microphone and trying to play music. Oh my god! And, you got to do it all. And Ugh. grieving. And I mean, it was a tough. So, all right, so this was like Thursday. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He did the first perf thing. He did the first perf. He and I did it together, and thank goodness I'm very blessed to have got to do a perf yeah. with a guy like that. His last perf? Uh, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, by Saturday, I had some of those other guys, hey, we're putting a rodeo on in Tube City. You want to come announce? <laughs> <laughs> You're booking rodeos? That's awesome. So, uh uh, all right, that's where my first announcement gig. And then I got, I mean, still not all that comfortable with the microphone, but then I got to where I could do it and I could 
So my journey in this world is was all by, you know, yeah, luck or by fate, fate. grand, grand design, yeah, divine, yep. divine design. You know, and then of course you just got luckier and luckier. Or, or I mean, I don't, lucky is a tough deal. I think uh, I think everybody makes their own luck. Yeah, but yeah. so but I was blessed to be able to get around some you know the world of the PBR with the best best well best what. What led you into that? Because clear, I mean, the story you just told was the you were at an Indian rodeo, and well, I, now, I had still been mixing some some PBR events. Okay, I'd still mix some PBR. Did they events. have at that time? Did they have all the different tours like they do now, like the Challengers, the Velocities, and all of that? They did. They had the uh, it was the Bud Light Cup. Okay, was the big tour was like the UTB now. Yes, like okay. the UTB now, and then they had three other tours. They had the challenger like the, the enterprise oh yeah uh oh i remember challenger that. and there was one other what but the they were all called? named after space shuttles so i'll think <laughs> they were yeah they were um the apollo tour i thought enterprise was because of enterprise rental car. it was but they're still enterprise uh yeah. space shuttle so i just was lucky enough to get picked to their apollo and, no i, I want to say like horizon maybe no verizon that, that was cbr <laughs> i don't know i don't know either so it just got more and more and more and more, and then, I, I mean, I, that's that's where I am. Do you now. love it? I love my job. I do. do. You do you love? Okay. In your life, you went from doing all the events in rodeo to announcing, playing music, being part of production, the marketing side of it, the sales side of it, et cetera, et cetera. If you could be great at any of those. Going back to 2004, God said, Richard, what do you want? Like, what if he said you could be great and 19 years from now be recognized as one of the leaders and some of the one of the best in the game? What would you pick? Well, first of all, all I want to be recognized as a good man. Okay. I want to be recognized as somebody that's kind, giving, caring. That's all I really care about being recognized as or I, remembered by. That's cool. But back to the question. Yeah. I wish I was a great announcer. Okay. And I know I'm not, and that's fine with me. I'm, I'm come to that, but I wish I was. That would be the one thing. I wish would, I was yeah. a great announcer. Yeah. I like announcing. It's fun to me. It's, it's so very, we've announced together. Yeah. We've announced together. It's fun to me. And I, I, I wish I was a, a great announcer. Yeah. Something that you and Anthony have in common. Uh, do you. <laughs> Do you do you think that announcing is more challenging than than mixing music? Like, I think there's a different challenge there, different type of challenge. Uh, all right. So I'll put it this way: as a music director, I believe it is our job to dictate the emotion of the crowd. Right. A great announcer, and we've all been around them. All can take that that emotion of the crowd and do anything they want with it mm-hmm. yeah so there's a different challenge for sure for sure i i feel like because uh i'm not putting myself in your shoes i've announced i've mixed music my comfort zone like is a hundred percent behind a laptop i'm nervous i still get nervous i text you like when i'm really nervous and you give me the old the old dad pep talk yeah i tell that, you you're supposed to be nervous you're supposed to be that nervous means you care exactly yep, yep. I don't, but, have, I don't know how many perfs I've done, but 
I just got done with one a couple hours ago, and during the opening, my finger still shook. I watched you. Yeah. I stood behind you and watched you. Yeah. I, and that was incredible to me. I still get nervous. Yeah. I love watching Richard mix because he gets he gets vested into it. Like you can tell when he's rolling yeah. and he's got the crowd because he's he right there. He threw his hand up a couple times. He's right I, there with him. And I never really watched you like fully mix a show the whole way through. And there was times like when a song would hit and he'd want the announcer or whatever the crowd to react, he went. I, you know, I'm, been, pretty, I'm quite animated. Yeah. And I dance up there yeah, and is. I do. I do. Yeah. But I, I, I think you kind of halfway got to get into it because it goes back to the way I believe if we're having fun, Bingo. Those people. Well, I, yeah, and I don't think halfway you got to get into it. I think you need to be fully into yeah, it. Yeah, I do. And I really. Yeah. I mean. Uh, and the only reason I don't dance is because I can't dance as good as Richard. Right. <laughs> he is a dancing son of a gun. He is. He's pretty good at dancing. I, I just. Uh, again, I think you should be nervous. I think you should be 100% vested because, and I've said this a lot of times, what you guys been up there. When I'm on that announcer stand, I only require one thing. I just want everybody to care as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that actually gets me to what I was going to ask you is, and we talked about this the other day briefly, but the culture that has been built in the PBR, hasn't all, as it is today, has not always been that way. There was It, went, it, it has went through in, what, 30-30 was this year, so 30 years it has went through so a lot of transitions, different CEOs, different leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And it has not always been, there's been tyrannical leadership. There's been lackadaisical leadership. And now that you're in a leadership role, the biggest thing that I've learned from you in 2018, when I did my very first velocity tour in Bangor, Maine, was the culture of what you just said. Everybody cares as much as you care. But the main thing is, is everybody care. Period. Everybody care. That's everybody right. care. And then watch what happens from that. And you can be the best guy in the world or you can be the worst guy. But if you care, guess what's going to happen? We're going to succeed. You're going to succeed. There's, there's, I, I want to give that crew every tool they have to succeed. Yeah. And uh, there's, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about egos. We all got to have one or we wouldn't be up there. Right. Wow. But... Yeah. Well, you know sure. I'm right. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But what I have tried to instill, and I'll use Brad right here. Uh, so when I, I would send Brad to a UTB or something, and and everybody said, "Man, that Brad, he was badass. He was good." There's two ways you can take that. Well, does that mean he's better than me? Or I chose to take it this way. Well, you damn right, he's good. That's why I sent him there. Yep. And him being great doesn't take anything away from me. They can be two great guys or ten great guys. or, But a lot of times in our Western sports world, if somebody hears that somebody's great, well, what do you mean? Is he better than me? Immediately they go on the defensive. <laughs> no. Immediately. I'm so guilty of that, dude. I, I wish I could have that outlook. No, you're not. I get like that, and, and I think no, that I think everybody does, though, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I want to be the best just like you do. Sure. Like, that's why I do it. Like, I wake up work on stuff i want right. to be the best you want to be the best yes and sometimes we get caught up and i think it's just human nature that we go is that guy better than me i don't think he is you know what i mean like going back to ego i don't think it's i, I think it's like a confidence. but i think that's healthy do you to, think it's to, healthy i think it is because yeah. there's points where 
I will hear people compliment. They will sing my praises. Yeah. And they'll say, but this guy, man, he's, you know, he's a stud. Yeah. Or this guy. And I think if that doesn't bother you a little bit, then I don't think he cares. And and it it kind of doesn't. Like, oh, he's better than me. Okay. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't bother me. It challenges me. Okay. So, yes. There's, yes. Kind of gives you a little fuel. It, Hey, uh, there's some great music directors out there, and I enjoy listening to them very much. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy their craft and their talent and their. But I, I and I'm going to make a very arrogant statement here, and I don't mean it bad. But I'll take all comers. Sure, give me your best, and I'll give you my <laughs> Absolutely. best. Absolutely, but I, <laughs> I, I love that shit. That's how I am too. I'm like, you think that guy's good? Set a laptop up. Let, let's, let's, go. let's go. I. <laughs> I'm the same way You're with the announcing. Same, yeah, You're damn like, right. We've same talked. Way. You and I yeah. have talked about so, this before. So, and that's not back. like being like, "Oh, I'm Mr. Badass." No, 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 no. However, when you've put in the work that we we all in this group, right? And again, I learned this from Richard is a key component of my career. My brother Tommy Joe, uh, Reno Rosser, and I can list probably two or three other people who had a genuine impact on how my brain works when it comes to my job. I get made fun of now for going too hard and trying to make everybody a star as an announcer. Right. Because I genuinely care. Like, that's the rumor, like, this year. Not rumor, but that's the word is like, (laughs) well, that Anthony, he's He's, freaking, he made... so dramatic. He made this Joe Blow guy who's never ridden a bull in his life he made that guy think he could ride a bull. Yeah, and if that guy's ninety three <laughs> points, you're the greatest announcer exactly. of all time. You but bet. the problem is, is he's not I know, generally. I know. Yeah. So, but it's that mindset I think is what separates, in my opinion. There's people that play music. There's people that announce. There's people that ride bucking horses. Then there's people that rope steers or rope calves. Then there's people that go the next step. They mm-hmm. don't just ride bulls. They don't just ride broncs. Yeah. They, you, and I'm not in any way comparing myself or anybody in this room to Stetson Wright. But when he gets on an animal, <laughs> listen to me. When he gets on an animal, he is not just going to ride that animal. He is doing everything humanly, inhumanly, physically possible to be 100 points every time. Right. So I get that. I get that. So you can't compare him he to you because I bet that guy's a terrible announcer. <laughs> but no, you understand what, where I'm it's going a with, mindset. Where I'm going with that is so that's what your passion is and your talent and your God given ability is. I think Stetson Rat's the greatest rough stock cowboy we've had in I maybe ever. Maybe I'm, ever. I'm maybe. not jumping yeah. in that conversation. I thought Ty Murray was great. I think Louis Fields was great. I well, think. we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, hey, this is a controversial podcast. We can say whatever. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I think <laughs> not controversial. I think Stetson is a phenom. Yeah. But the point where I was going is, you know, he, that guy's a great rodeo cowboy, mm-hmm. rough stock cowboy. You can't compare yourself to him because you have no idea what he'd be like on a microphone. I'm he not might be comparing myself to him. I'm saying there's a mindset. There's a mindset, that, yes. That that mindset is what takes people to strive. Now I'm not saying it takes them to another level, but strive for another level every time they go in their position. I get whether it's the guy pulling the gates, whether it's the guy and, and this is what our podcast covers a lot is mindset. Right. And it's a it's something in a person's mind that says, 
I want to be the greatest. The baddest mofo. Yep. There. I told a high-profile announcer. Mm-hmm. You were there. You weren't with me at that time. <laughs> but I told a high-profile announcer. He was like, you got to learn how to play the political game. And I said, nope, I'm not doing it. Right. My dad preached no politics. Do your job. Be good at it. Work your butt off. Mm-hmm. And then let everything else take care of itself. He's like, well, how do you expect to get jobs then? I said, I want to be the baddest son of a gun with a microphone and the easiest to work with and the kindest human, which you hit on earlier. I want to be known as a good human. And I said, that's how I want to get jobs. He had, he was rendered speechless. Oh, yeah, because it's not the culture. That doesn't of, make sense right. to a lot of people. And I feel like we have the opportunity, and, and I'm, I'm stroking you to a degree right now, because I felt like you, I feel like you started a wave, in a sense, of, of a generation of the Gary Jurgens, the Brad Narducci's, the Jake Narducci's, the Jersey Jake's getting to work with you. I mean, even like Chuck Lopeman and, and the evolution of now Austin. There's a, there's a group of individuals who have that same mindset of, yeah, I want to be bad, but I also want to be a good dude. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that it, the other generation is not that, and, and please, nobody take no, that I, I got you, out of but context. If I was to ever do a school on how to succeed in the Western sports world, I would say that you got to do two things. You got to try your ass off every single time, not half the time. No yep. matter what, one hundred percent, or how time, big no or how what, small it is. Uh, try your ass off every time, and number two, don't be a dick. Bingo. Number two is probably the most important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably so the most important. I did an interview. You guys know Ted Harbin, Twisted. Oh sure, Twisted yep. Rodeo. Yep. So he goes, he, at, we had a great conversation. He goes, what do you want people to remember you by when you're done? And I said, I want people to say, man, that was a, when they bring up my name, they say, that was a good dude. Man, he could announce good too. Yep. Like afterthought. That's right. cool. That's cool. Like that's my genuine goal. It wasn't always that way though, because I got lost in, in all of it where I want people to. I want people to see me as somebody. Right. And then reality set in. And at the end of the day, God doesn't give a crap how successful or unsuccessful we are. What matters is the type of people we are. Mm-hmm. Right. But that goes back to the way that I was telling you, Richard, with the culture that you created that I experienced the first time in Bangor, Maine. You, when you originally asked me, <laughs> you said, you've announced bull riding before, haven't you? And I go, yep. And I had never announced more. So you, we started a whole relationship <laughs> on a lie. lie. Right, so it wasn't the start of our relationship. No, because yeah. I had technically announced bull riding. Yeah. Was he bad, Rich? Nope. No, he was The phenomenal. first perf, I was bad. I will say that I was bad. I tried way too hard I don't for think 40 bull riders. You were just better the next day. Okay. And then we also, uh, that's we introduced the 15 minutes of honesty. Greatest thing in my in in my career. And you and you, that's hard to do some for some people. Some people can't take 15 minutes of honesty. For the people who don't know, explain what we do after every perf. We sit down, maybe have a cold beer, maybe have a but a we cowboy have a, mafia beer. A fifteen minutes of honesty where you can't get your feelings hurt. You can't get. We're trying to make all each other better, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make the product better. So we do fifteen minutes of honesty. And I might have said, "All right, Lucia, if everybody's special, then nobody's special." There you go. Pick the ones that still struggle with them. <laughs> and back in eighteen, he did not listen because that's <laughs> still the. Would rumor you stop about Lucia? I'm kidding. I'm just you're getting. If I don't care about everybody, then why will they care about everybody? You want everybody to think you're a good guy. 
Stop being me. Yeah, but again, there's only. Are we having the 15 minutes on? Are we doing it right now on the podcast? I don't think we are. Okay. Okay, we're not going to. Quit looking at me like that. Fight you right now. I think I could win. You think I could take Lucia in a fist fight? Yes. Just if like if you had to put money on Lucia versus me, I could poke you in the eye with my cast on. (laughs) Think I'd whip him? I'm not answering. Just answer it, Richard. Richard, putting you on. I'm not answering. One minute of honesty. Who wins? Who wins? Anthony or I? There you go. Why do you think that? Because he's tough as a woodhauler's ass. I broke my hand and announced <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Using yeah. that same. Uh, I've had worse. Richard has a broken leg right now. I do. Yeah. He's got a broken leg. He's a music director. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> you don't have to use broke. your leg to announce you music stand I, I, or to play music. I had to use my leg to dance all, the whole performance. Yeah. You gotta use it I was thing. wondering why your dancing was more <laughs> one-sided today. Got to use it. He can do half the hokey pokey right, all right. now. Let's not get into who would win if we fought. Who do you think would win? Do you think he could take me? I think I would give you a run for your money. Because I'm not saying that. Here's the thing that people don't know about me. You're wiry. No, I'm not. I'm You're not strong. wiry You're nor athletic. Strong. I am strong. But my dad was extremely, and I know your dad was too. My dad, Reno Rosser brought this up the other day to me when we were talking. And he goes, he said something about, he goes, I think you might shock everybody that you're kind of tough. And I go, man, I don't know. I was trying to be humble. But I know. (sighs) And Reno (laughs) goes, it's because your dad used to beat the shit out of you. So for all, the better part of your life until you finally bowed up to him and stopped him. And I was like, yep. So all the all that proves is I can whip your ass for a long time. <laughs> for several years. Yeah. No. That is not what that proves, Rich, Brad. Rich and I were we watch this what the hell's that guy's name on TikTok? He's got the funniest like fighting scenes. Is this recording? Yeah. yeah Southern Grandpa. The one one we've been saying is you uh you look like you're campaigning for an ass whipping. You're about to be elected. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not jumping in the conversation, but neither one of you two could tear up my baby. <laughs> well, you got the talking part done, Rich. <laughs> That's what he always says to me. I'll talk smack to him and I go, you got the talking part done. I mean, Anyways. You're no security listen. guard in Glendale, Arizona. I, I can say that. Oh, or what? <laughs> inside joke. Yeah. Well, don't do it. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell, the, I'll, yeah, I'll tell, tell it. what happened. Because we're, we're we, we need to get out of this. We're, we're in Glendale. I'm getting Arizona. all hot and mad. <laughs> do, do you want me to turn the AC back on? <laughs> uh, we're we're in Glendale, and after the event, Richard had paid the the valet guy like fifty bucks to park his truck out front. Okay. So after the perf, we'd come have a beer at the cooler. No yep. harm, no foul, just having a beer. So we're out there, we're having a beer, and this security guard who thinks he's a Navy SEAL, he's all kitted up, comes over. I mean choose Richard's ass. There's eight of us standing there, and he picks Richard. Is Rich that where out. Richard's butt went? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came in hot. I thought it was from gambling. Came in hot, and he said, I'm sick of you sons of bitches out here drinking beer and breaking the rules. You can't be drinking. It's illegal. I'm so sick of you. And he's pointing at Richard, and Richard goes, this is the first time I've talked to you. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, man. We've never had a conversation. What do you mean? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sick of you damn cowboys. Richard goes, okay. Uh, All right. One, didn't know it was illegal to have a beer in the parking lot. Two, 
In Glendale, Arizona? Have never spoken to you about anything at all. And First three, interaction. There's 25 people smoking pot like a Bob Marley concert <laughs> 12 feet behind What about those guys? Yeah, what about those guys? Yeah. Is so, pot legal in Arizona? I have no idea. My point being, I, I didn't realize how I had upset this man because I had never spoke to him. He had just had enough. Seen. He did not like Richard. <laughs> Which is which kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> how okay? How hard did you work? If you're anything like me, how hard did you work after that conversation to make him where he was your friend? Not very hard. Not you very, didn't. Yeah, this no, guy it got worse. A, this guy was a a oh, huge douche. Was okay. Big douche. Is it fair Giant to say douche. that? Is it fair to say that? Absolutely. Oh no, because it, it gets worse. Okay, then carry on. So Richard said, "Sorry." Closes the cooler. We start walking inside. This guy follows us through the parking lot into the front door of the hotel, and he is talking shit the whole way there. Richard finally turns around and says, what? Do you, do you have something to say? And the guy said, well, you're, you're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, you know what, buddy? What room are you in? Or no, what did he say? No, uh, he, he started off, he says, you better watch, watch what you're doing or something like that. Watch your mouth. Yeah, better watch your mouth. You better watch how you talk to this me. This is a security guard, yeah. not a police officer. This is when it got interesting, when he said, you better watch the way you talk to me. And Richard dropped his laptop bag, stepped up to him and said, or what? Two phrases, start a fist fight. <laughs> One, or what, or two, what you going to do? <laughs> Richard stepped to him and said, or what? Or what? Immediately I went, oh, shit. Well, this is what... Oh shit! You, I did what you asked. Yeah, I was friendly throughout the whole. Very friendly. Right. Very friendly. Uh, or what? What you gonna whip my ass? You gonna tase me? You gonna you, shoot me? You gonna shoot me? He was back. Yeah, he. I mean, he had a taser and a gun. A security guard. A security guard. A security guard. And I, or what? I, I've had enough, man. I, I've done everything you've asked. And then that's when he started. Yeah, they started that, and he said, "What room are you in?" I want to know what room you're in. What? And Richard goes, that's I'm a not. bit personal. Richard goes, I'll tell you what room I'm in. None of your business. And started walking away. Nice. And then you turned around and said the most gangster thing I've ever heard. He said, actually, hey, my name is Richard Jones. I'm in 837. Come see me. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. I'm in 839 next to it. I kind of <laughs> had my ear to the door the whole time. You invited him to the room. Invited him. Still, or Maybe what? that was his whole goal because he saw how much fun y'all were having. He wanted he was to be a, a part of it. Stop, Brad. Let me finish my thought. I'm sorry. Maybe he just wanted to be a part of the fun that you guys were having. No, I don't think if, he did. If this guy was an ice cream, he'd be pralines and dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not a nice guy. Yeah, I got to write that one. Down. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to use that in an activation <laughs> next <Shut up>. week. <laughs> There's been several times throughout my 52 years of life where I was doing the wrong thing and probably right. being a smart ass. This was not one of those times. Because you are very witty. Uh, very witty. I try to be. Yeah, you're smart. There you were. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then what happened? Did he come join you for a beer? He did not. That he did not. the end of our conversation. When you said, my name's Richard Wade Jones. I'm in 837. Come on up. 837. Come up if you want to F around and find out. And then, now I will say later, and I thought, man, why did it have to come to that? If that it still bothered you, wanted him to like you. Well, if he would have just walked out there and said, hey, guys, you can't be drinking in the parking lot. You can't be having beers in the parking lot. You know what I just said? Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry. Yep. We'll go inside. Yeah. Nope. Uh, perfect story. I went to a Rangers game one time. I was peeing in a parking lot. Anthony. Guy came up on a golf cart. 
said, Sir, put your dick away. Where? I finished peeing, <laughs> and I looked over my shoulder, and he was mad. And he was just a volunteer, like a Rangers volunteer guy or whatever. He's like, that's public indecency. I could throw you in jail. And I said, I had no idea. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a rodeo guy. We, when we have to pee, we pee. Yeah, next time, shut your eyes. If you close your eyes, nobody can see you. <laughs> well, you should have said, you can take me to court, but you can't convict me. Lack of evidence. <laughs> it's an old rodeo joke. On that note, we are going to take a quick break um, and, and reconvene. I feel like we just barely scratched the surface of the intricacies of who Richard Jones is, and uh, and Brad Narducci is going to take a, a deep dive onto Richard when we get back from this quick break. I guess this time you're really One more time, girl I'll be there for 
Yeah, bring us back. Go ahead, bud. No, do it. No, you That's always. That's your job. I always do it. I played the music for the intermission we right. had. Welcome back to Cowboy Mafia Podcast. Anthony Lucia, Brad Narducci, and we are joined by our distinguished and very talented guest, Richard Jones, who has a just a plethora of knowledge when it comes to not only music, announcing, production, but also you have seen a lot in your life. You uh, Earlier in the podcast, you talked about since 2004, you have been involved in the, PR, or in the PBR in some way, shape, or form. So you've seen the 20 guys that started it, and now you've seen the evolution of it from who was the big dog back in the day? Who was the first PBR world champion? Tough Edeman. Adriano. Adriano was. Right. Got a big compliment from him today. Adriano. He goes, you've gotten big. <laughs> Did you say, so oh, have yeah. you? And I go, oh, yeah. I know, man. I'm, I'm working on it. He goes, no. Your shoulders. I've not seen you since 2018 World Finals. You were just a little guy. <laughs> he goes, now you look like, you look like wall. And I'm like, all right. You do look, look like a Brazilian. I didn't know how to. I was, because Adriano's freaking Adriano. He thought I was Mexican. He did think you were Mexican, which, which, is, kind of, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean that's kind of funny. That's a that's a very ironic thing because most people think I'm. Mexican. Do people think you're Mexican? Yes. Yeah. All the time they'll talk Spanish to me, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I asked a guy to move today for an activation. He goes, and I'm like, hey man, sorry, black I, feet. <laughs> can you just so move next, over here next time? Me. Say quítate. Yeah. That means move. Alto. Thank you. Alto. I didn't know what to say. Quítate, move. Al- What's alto mean? Stop. Stop. Exactly. I did tell him, though, when he moved, I said, uno momento, which means... Give me one more Give beer. Give me an hour. Yeah. Oh. We're, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So, Rich... R-Dub, tell me this. I meant to cut you off there. I did. And I hoped I you did. To. I'm sorry. Because I'm going to do a better job of listening. Anthony. I'm going to put my microphone around, down... You don't have I'm gonna to. set my microphone Stop. down between my legs. You don't have to leave. No, I want to listen. I'm not leaving. But whatever comes out of my mouth next will not be from me. <laughs> Just hold it. Since 04, you've seen a lot of great bull rides at the highest level of bull riding competition. Narrow it down to the very best bull ride you've ever watched. The very best bull ride I've ever seen, and this is not gonna because it's not the highest marked ride. Okay. Was Joe Say on Whoopa at AT&T Stadium. Was that the year? Oh, that was the world finals that we had. That we had AT&T during COVID. Yep. During COVID. That's the best bull ride I've ever seen. The first now, one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, just, and I'll, I'll preface this with, I didn't think it was going to be like it was. And I, I mean, I'd seen Jose a little bit, but like that bull made a big move and then a big, big jump. And I mean, a lot of power. And then Jose just really went to work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean. That's the best bull ride I've ever seen. Was that the bull ride that won him the world that year? I, believe I think it was, was right? Yeah. yeah it was. What, do, you, do you think the implications of that bull ride swayed you a little bit to believe that's the best one you've watched, or do you? I, I mean, I was there. I mixed music when he was 97 and three quarters on the same bull. Uh, I, I'm just telling you which one I liked watching yeah. the best. Uh, the crazy thing about him, he when he rides him and he kicks him, he means it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he does. I don't uh, – this is tough for me. There's three in my mind that I think were the greatest. I thought when Cooper rode 
the hell was that bull's name? Catfish? No, it wasn't nope, Catfish. Uh, uh, smooth Operator. Smooth Operator, yeah. Atlantic City. I thought that one was good. I thought when Jess Lockwood rode Heartbreak Kid in Idaho, he rode him two weekends in a row. And I thought when he rode him in uh, when Idaho the next weekend, the following weekend, I thought that one. And then I think when Jose rode Whoopa in Vegas for 98. What There's three. What? There's three for me. Yeah. It's hard. You asked me what's the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. That was the best one I'd ever. I can. And, and again, I, I kind of, of course, didn't know that bull. I'd, I'd been around Jose some, seen him quite a bit. But. He got through the hardest part, and instead of just getting back to him, he went to work. And yep. that was uh, that's the greatest bull ride I've ever seen. There were three guys that really rode that bull good. Whoopa. Uh, Dalton Castle rode him really, really good, and so did Boudreaux. Yeah, Boudreaux rode him in Cheyenne. It was right there. It was a great bull ride. Yeah. Uh, I think he was 93, 93 and a half. Uh, and great bull rides. You used to ask me which one I thought was the best. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I, I – I think you want me to jump in anytime. Go ahead, cuz. Go ahead. Greatest bull ride that I've ever seen. Yep. Like personally. No, or or, or just video, whatever. What, what, what no, I, I I'm saying the one like I saw firsthand. Yeah. Sage Kimsey on Bruiser. At the finals. At the NFR. When he made that big move, it was incredible. Was bucked off. And then Brandon Clark on Bruiser at the NFR oh, that year was shit. really, really good. Stormy team. Wing in Albuquerque. Yep. On Bruiser. Uh, Brandon Clark. Yeah. Not Brendan Clark. Uh, Brendan Eldred. Brendan Eldred. Oh, I was like. Wait. Yeah, Brendan Eldred. Sorry, my bad. Brendan Eldred on Bruiser. Could not ride that bull on his best day. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably could. But, Take yeah, Brendan Eldred. I'm sorry. And then Stetson, Stetson rode one. I'll have to look it up. But Stetson rode one recently that was just mind-blowing. That guy's insane. And that, and that gets us to our next topic of discussion. In your humble opinion, Stetson Wright, we know what he's done in Pro Rodeo. We know what he's doing in Pro Rodeo. We are witnessing a Michael Jordan. We are witnessing a Tiger Woods, a Tom Brady, John Elway, Peyton Manning. Any great, iconic athlete of a sport, we are seeing it firsthand. We saw it with Casey Field. We saw it with Trevor Brazil. And now we're seeing with Stetson Wright, who at 23, Four years old, seven world titles, now number one in bareback bull riding, saddle bronc, and he's—I'm pretty sure he's not number one in the bareback. Right? He could be. <laughs> okay, all around. I mean, I don't keep up that much with PRC standards, but that was a test. Yeah, I'm just jumping good. out there. I'm not um, saying he can't ride. Oh, uh, we're clipping that one. We're clipping that <laughs> no. one. There's our clip. Do we not. Do not. Our clip. No, but what I was going to say is all around saddle bronc bull riding. He's number one. When this podcast is released, the NFR will be over. Maybe. More than likely. It will be Are you over. talking about this year or 24? No, that, well, <laughs> depending on how many we clack out between now and then. Um, where do you think Stetson lines up in the PBR? You mean if Stetson comes every week with us? Yep. And He's, I'm saying right now, Stetson right at 24 years old, PBR. Is he a world champ? He's the top five guy and always has a shot at the world championship. Yeah, he's a, he's a. And you don't think he's hands down the world champ? No. To me, Stetson looks like a identical twin to Jose, doing the moves that he can do, 
making the moves that he can do on a bull that just he looks like he's about to get bucked off and then the next jump he's right in the middle and then like you said he's kicking on him there was a time in Stetson's life where he didn't he just rode bulls his dad would get mad at him if he if he spurred him told me that in 2019 his first year at the NFR now Stetson's comfortable enough where he will I watched him at the Pendleton Extreme Bulls finals had to beat Josh Frost's 88 and a half to win the title and went 89 or something and he opened up on this bull and just exposed himself and just went to work to me that's how i see stetson being able to hang with the jose i i i, I said he was a top five guy i don't think he stands down a world champion because there is so much talent yeah and so deep and I, i'll go with the Just say it, Rich. In, no in, in the world of the professional bull riders, PBR. Yeah. When that thing started, it was the best bull riders in the world against the best bulls every week. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in the world of PRCA. Okay. Now I'm not saying they're. No, they're, I know. I, they're the same bulls you. a lot you. of times. Yep. They're, yep. They're, I mean, Chad, but not week in, week out. Chad Berger hauls the same bulls here as he does there. Uh, Frontier Rodeo has some phenomenal bulls. Uh, I, I named through all the contractors yeah. there are, but they're at the PBR. They're bringing the best bulls available. Period. That's also why our guys are hurt a lot, and right. I mean the bull power right now is is greater and stronger than ever before. So this is what I will I will counter what you just said with at the NFR. There are, would you say, 60, 70% of the bulls that get selected at the NFR all go to the world finals, are regularly seen on the PBR tour? No. No? I'd say, I'd say I'd maybe, say, maybe I, 50. In, I'd say in the rank pin at the NFR, I get to see 30 times a year at the, at the PBR. Okay. I, I'm not discounting no, any I ability. Not. I'm Nobody's going to take it like that. I, I, I'm not. But we have the best every week. Right. Not Now, let me tell you, uh, putting the Bulls together for the NFR, and I have no idea who does it, none of my business, is hard. Mm-hmm. Because you have a TV pin, you have a rank pin, you have a – it's always the rank pin here. I believe Stetson Wright can ride the rank pin no matter what. I'm not discounting that. But to say he's a hands-down world champion over here, no way. Because there's guys like – Cooper Davis, Joe Savy, Tor Lemmy. John Crimber. Huh, I'll get on to him yeah. here in a minute. Uh, and he's not even here yet. Not yet. Uh, Dalen Swearingen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boudreaux can really ride. Cassio I mean, Diaz. Cassio Diaz. Oh, my gosh. That kid is a bull rider. He has okay, a 72% so, riding percentage. So, so let's have a – okay, go ahead. So that whole bunch I just named, ride as good as Stetson. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No chance. You th- you're telling they've me been, you're telling me been, Joe Savi Torlemi doesn't ride as good. You as didn't Stetson, right? you didn't say him. I did too. Of the American bull riders that you mentioned, Cooper, Dalen. We're uh, not talking about American bull riders. We're I'm talking, talking about, about bull riders in general. Top five of the people. And, and Stetson is. I I don't ever want to be that guy. I mean, I've read social media. How about that rodeo guy over here? No, he's a phenomenal bull rider, but he it's not a dog fault. 
I promise you. I, yeah. Yeah, and he can come over here and, and be in contention for a world championship. Yeah. And if he wins it, let me tell you what, he would earn every freaking mm-hmm. bit of it. But it's not a dog fall over right. here. It, it's not. There are some guys that can really, really ride. There are some guys that can ride those rank, dirty, hard sun bucks, and they get on them every week. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, you know, not when Stetson gets on a, the rank one, he's going to ride him. They're here every week. So yeah. it's not a dog fall. Now, I believe he's in contention. Absolutely. Another argument I would have to that. I feel like rodeos evolved in the sense of with the bigger rodeos and events that that they have now where yes a guy can sneak off and get on some, you know, a 18 19 pointer, 20 pointer and win $8,000 cuz he only got the rides. But with the way that rodeos evolved with the playoffs and the Governor's Cup, you are matched up especially as much as Stetson is going, you are matched up against you go Oakley, Utah over the 4th of July, and you're going against Bayou Bengal and these incredible animals of Pete Carr and Billy Jones. And then you go to, uh, oh, my gosh. That's just one of the 4th of July rodeos. But there's so many. Cody, Wyoming, it's Frontier. It's Ye- and then a Survey 4th of July rodeo in Yellowstone. Sure. And then all of these. So I feel like what you're saying is true to a degree. But I also feel like if you were to compare stats, and I can we can we can, and I actually might even do this before this comes out, is do some some research on Pro Bowl stats. Slade, uh, Slade Long, yeah, Slade, incredible site. Pro Bowl stats is the greatest thing in the world. Greatest. Um, I would love to compare like those top. I'll I'll even get the list of the top twenty five bulls of the PBR. Um, there's some guys in the PBR that I'd never even heard of until today. And Brad was like, hey, watch this guy. And I was like, holy cow. Like, real deal bull riders. Um, and I'm not like a, I'm not a homer for Stetson. Like, you know, oh, the guy's the greatest of all time. However, he's riding two events. Every rodeo he goes to. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. His level of toughness, like what you were saying, every week, best bulls in the world. Absolutely. And especially now, like, they're almost having two seasons with the the, the UTB season, the UTB the season is sure. balls to the wall. You want to talk about, holy cow, tough. Like three or four rounds a weekend against top caliber animals every single time. And then a world title race, which is probably why they didn't ride very many at the world finals last year, or this year rather, because of how beat up guys were by that time of May in a, what is that, a five-month season? Um but I truly feel like Stetson, and I love this conversation right now because it's it's great, right? It's healthy. But I truly feel like Stetson, of all of the PRCA riders, and I'm not discounting Sage or anyone because Sage is an extremely amazing once-in-a-lifetime talent Phenomenal. in the world of pro rodeo. Phenomenal. Um, Stetson has that little bit of more magic at this point of his career at being 24 years old, that for me, as a fan of rodeo, mm-hmm. that I see? I, I I think he's phenomenal. I think he's an unbelievable talent. I know him just a little bit. I think he's a great kid. Yeah. Uh, I just I, – well, I'll tell you this. Uh, you want to put Sage in there? I think Stetson Wright makes Sage Kimsey a better bull rider. Oh, absolutely. 
I think the better guys challenge the better guys. Mm -hmm. And in the world of the PBR, the better guys are here. But there's not just one better guy or yeah. two better guys. They're all better guys. Mm -hmm. You know why? Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see him try, but I don't know why he doesn't come. Oh, he's got yeah. no reason to sure, come. No I mean, reason at all. Yeah, he's making a million in the, the, guys in the regular making, season. Yeah, sure. And then, and then what he's been able to do, like the PBR World Champion obviously gets the million-dollar bonus, and right. then there's the World Finals, the 300000 and the amount of money throughout the year. What he is doing and solidifying, he is making a oh, above yeah. and beyond great living. Have you have you ever asked him if he likes riding Bronx more than he likes riding bulls? Like, is is that a thing? He, he likes riding bulls. He does. He does. Yes. Well, he would. He says I get on Bronx because a little warm up. Because I make up. It lit, no. He <laughs> literally that. It's a warm up. It's a warm up. Yeah. He said it gets my blood pumping. He goes. I know how to ride Bronx, and I, yeah. I've been, I've been thankfully been like good at it. Like he's very humble when he sure. talks, but he goes bull riding is what I love. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so on the flip side of things, like we asked Richard, I'll ask you because you you spend more time at rodeos than we do. What if you took a guy like Jose Vitor Leme, and you put him in pro rodeo for a year? What do you think he does? <laughs> mind you, mind you, he's riding sixty eight percent of the bulls in the PBR. What do you think he does to those 18, 19 points all year? <laughs> um, first off. Do you think do you, do you think Stetson goes into the NFR leading by 100,000 no. like he is now? I'm going to say Jose sets a new season earnings record. Um, but I think that Stetson gives him a run for his money. And then you get into. So you're saying it's not a dog fall for him? He's for not, Jose? Yeah. No. But you want no. me to say it's a dog fault? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's be fair. Let's <laughs> no, okay. I get what you're saying. Maybe I am a bit of a homer for Stetson. All right. So, so let me tell you the, why it's a different world. Okay. The reason the PBR was, was uh, instigated in the beginning is they wanted more money for a, a set-alone sport. Mm -hmm. And it works. Obviously, 30 years in, it works very good. I would say so. There's guys that are making a great living. Mm -hmm. uh, can Jose go travel like Stetson can? Yeah. Yep. That's the other thing yep. is Hold the up. art, the no art to entering. Yeah, the the oh, art yeah. of entering yeah. and the art of going and the art of there's, – there's more than just writing. Mm -hmm. There's a businessman part of it, and there's – I'm not saying he can't. I, yeah. I, I, but there's a different – God. It's too, you know, we're going to, Jose's going to, he's going to 45 bull runs a year. I'm talking challengers tour or uh, velocity tours when the UTB's not on, mm -hmm. you know, velocity finals and stuff. He's, he's, he's still traveling, but guys that go rodeo, they're driving. You know what I mean? They're getting on three or four weeks somewhere all across the at country. At least, at least. So, so there is, there is a. A drain there physically, mentally. Yep. I mean, there there's more than just getting on. Them. Yeah. So who, who Stetson travels with Kai? Mm -hmm. Who else? Kai Hamilton. I think just Kai. Yeah. Kai's a good bull runner. So really you put you put a great you put Jose and you put Cassio Diaz in a van together and you send them on <laughs> the road all year. They get that's they a, don't make it to the bro, first that's one. A, uh, Jose might because he's worked really hard and I and his I, English is really good. That's why I really have, good. I really have good. such a deep respect for him because 
even back in 18 and 19 when I was pretty heavy in the PBR, he would even tell me. Yeah. I worked well, hard. You were actually less heavy. Ask Adriano. But yeah. I, I worked hard <laughs> at my I work hard at my English. And he goes, Every day I work and then what's our what's our photographer friend? Click? No. Andre. 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 Andre, yeah. Yeah, and then like Andre Love has Andre. helped those guys a lot. So much. But Joe say I have such an a, a deep respect for because that guy wants to be great at all things. I think that guy is great at all things. I, think, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if we if we talked about this with Trey when we had Trey Benton on or not. Did I tell you guys my favorite idea, the best event that could ever happen? I would spelling bee for bull riders. All, they would all suck. <laughs> Spell the T. Damn it! Uh, I want to take the top fifteen in the PBR, the top fifteen in the PRCA, and have them do a. Weekend-long competition, three days, four days, whatever. Top 15 versus top 15, most bull rides wins, best bulls in the world. I think that would be amazing. I think. Can you can you do it someplace big, AT&T Stadium yeah. or T-Mobile in I Vegas? I think that that I, would be Can you imagine? I think Unbelievable. A, I think it's a dog fall back to the deal. I mean, PBR wins. I mean, that's just a... Well, I mean, that's now Josh and Sage are all PBR. All right, the only so, one that's not... so let's discuss that. Oh, God. They're all great bull riders. Yes. Labeling them like they do is horseshit. <laughs> They're all great bull riders. The, the world of rodeo... Then Boise went over would, to PBR. Not, no, would not recognize J.B. Mooney as the highest money winning bull rider. They'll, they'll, say, they'll, say, they'll say he's won $7 million in his career. But they will not. That, that, well, no, no. There, there's a few that will say it. You do say it. I say he's a so, world champion. So, so will Garrett. So will Boyd. I've heard Boyd say it as well. But I'll say it. But let when me I went you. to announce him at, at San Antonio this year with the other announcer. You did? He, you did? No, I didn't get to do him because he put his hand in front of my mic. Oh, that's right. I and told me that. to stop. And now the world famous TikTok of he's a $7, $7 million, million dollar cowboy. cowboy. Which FYI, seven million was in twenty sixteen. Right, right. Seven years ago. So is that all he's won? Right. My point being, you were there. You were at the perf today. Sage Kimsey gets on. How and many, I was chirping and Clint here Clint the whole say, time. How, nope. Clint how many times did Clint Atkins talk about him being a seven three time times world probably over and over and over up. in yep. the PRC? I loved it. I loved uh, it. I you know why? Because he, because Sage earned that. Yep. Damn right. Absolutely. Even and, Cody and Teal, when Cody Teal was around, 2012 PRCA World Champion. Yeah. Absolutely. Which yep. you, you guys need because he earned it. But you, but the PBR also needs those the PRCA stats to legitimize them. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't tell me when uh, when JB Movement JB Mooney made the NFR, he didn't deserve that. Oh, didn't, didn't deserve bruh. a two time World Championship. Don't. The highest you don't got to talk to me. No, trust I'm me. telling you, if I was one of them three, they could have fired me. They would have. if and I, I <laughs> probably, probably would have. Yeah. But I'm saying there is not a place that I don't go. And I mean, at Pecos, Texas, Pecos, West Texas, the first rodeo that ever. I mean, there's a whole discrepancy about that, but first uh -oh. rodeo ever happened. When I introduced him, I said he is a seven point, a close to an eight million dollar man. Two PBR World Championships 
J.B. Mooney. You bet. 15 times. But that's the whole deal. It's like, I'm, I'm all for that because why? And so I had a guy this summer. He's an IPRA world champion. I think that's an accomplishment. Damn, he deserve, if he I earned said, it, he deserves to be talked but about. But listen to this. He's a Broncratter. Great guy. I go, IPRA world champion. Now he's brought his talents to the world of PRCA, hoping for the same result. He goes like 75 or 76. Makes a really good ride. Goes 75, 76. He comes to me after. He goes, Anthony, what are you doing? And I'm like, freaking making you a star, man. He goes, you can't talk about the IPRA here. No way. Yes. And I go, really? why? He goes, those judges hear that. They automatically think that I'm an amateur oh, guy. Man. And they don't uh. they don't give me the points that I deserve. Wow. I don't necessarily agree with him, but in his mind, perceptually, sure. that's sure. what he thought. I don't agree with him because I don't think the judges, one, are going to be like, oh, he's an IPRA world champion. If anything... If you got a WC in my notes next to your name, whether it's a WPRA, whether it's an IPRA, you earned it. Whether it's yeah, you still were the sure. best of that rodeo Absolutely. association. Absolutely. for a fucking year. Absolutely, and then finished it and got the buckle to prove it. Absolutely, that's a dub to me. I agree. I totally agree. But he was all like, he's like, man, next time don't do it. like he was genuine, like concerned, like don't tell people. Wow, really? And I'm like, what? Hmm. That that's a huge accomplishment. Regardless of the association, regardless if you ride in the PRCA or the PBR, I think right now in the last five years, we have seen the strongest contingency of great bull riders since since the PBR started back when all the pro rodeo guys founded the PBR. And I think a lot of people you, need to you, realize and, and remember that the PBR was founded upon the idea of the best bull riders going against the best bulls. And, and it was that, because and, they and didn't at that feel time, appreciated, well, right? Kind and, of, it, yeah. kind of deal. and at that time, it was all PRCA guys. You can think that you're just wrong. What do you mean? Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Gloves off. Who wins? Richard or Brad in a fight? Because <laughs> the way Rich, Richard just turned his He hair. did. Did you see him look at me like that? He brought his shoulders back. Uh, no, no. All of a sudden, he, all of a sudden he said, or what? His, hard, his <laughs> no, armpits yeah. were sunburnt again. Yeah, really? He got a little bit wider. I don't what, believe that. What, 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 what part of it? I think, now the bulls are different. I'm not arguing that. I think in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. the top 45 guys in the PBR are as good as the top 20 guys in any association now. Uh, so, uh, I guess here's my argument. You did say the bull power is different. It is. I get that. But you don't think if you took the top 20 right now in either association, Stetson Wright, Jose, John Krimberg, Cassio Diaz, Josh Ross, Kai Hamilton. I could go on. Sage. You don't think that if you took those guys, you don't think they would beat the top 20 back then? Nope. Really? So Riding the bulls they do it, today. It, it, because those bulls guys today. those guys did. And, and I know bulls. I'm an old guy. I know. I, I, I know. I, and I just heard your list of guys right there. Uh, but I'll go back 20 years. Uh, 
and I'll name you guys like Adrian Marais, yeah, Chris Shivers, Justin McBride, Shit. Troy Dunn. Uh, I mean, I can I can keep yep. rolling. No, Mike, I'm Michael Gaff, I'm with you. Orrin Washburn, Valerie Marchi, JB Mooney, Colby. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you damn right. Speculation. I'll, I'll match a, my. Is such a I'll, son of a bitch. I'll and match, that's what I love. This. Can you imagine? This. Wait, hold on. Can Mark you, Kane, Donald Owen, oh, Sean Ramirez, Owen I, Washburn. I can go in that bunch. Yep. Legends. The, those guys were. Oh, I mean, legends. bull riding, bull riders. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, Jim Sharp, Clint Bronger, tough. Bronger, yeah, uh, uh, Ty. Uh, Gosh, if there was some way that yeah. we could, we had like a time machine where we could make that happen. That would be so Yo, crazy. Let's go back another fifteen years. Oh God, Donnie Gay, Danny Flynn, Alan Jordan, Wacy Cathy. Oh my gosh, uh, hold on. There yeah. were greats in unbelievable. every, every yeah. unbelievable. There's yeah. been in every. It's, it's like a, it's like a generational argument. However, like, you know, sure. Here's what I will say to that. It was in the early '90s. That a group of 20, and you could list them all off. PRC. J.W. Hart, <laughs> Ty Murray, Tough Heat. I don't know if those guys were a part of it. David Fournier, Cody. Lander. Yeah, J.W. Okay. But, yeah. but but think about the names that just founded the PBR. Just those 20 guys. And you're like, wow. Right. Today, you're like, hands down, you mentioned their names. Oh, PBR, uh, they're legends. I mean, they're all in the, they're all in the ring of honor and things like that. And and so I would almost say that that generation and the PBR easily, hands down, created more legends from the Chris Shivers, J.B. Mooney's, Justin McBride's, Glamry Marchese, Adriano's, all those guys. And Adriano went to the, he was a, he wrote in the What's PRCA. It, did, sure he, he did. Did, did, yeah. did he win a world title with the PRCA? He did not. He did not. But he no. didn't he ride? Wasn't it him that rode ten bulls? I Nine. think he did. Nine. Him and G-Man were both rode nine. Norman Curry. They, oh, they did. Yeah. So who was the last guy? And my my wife would know this right off the bat. That rode 10? That rode 10. It was either Norman Curry or uh, Jim Sharp. Might have been Jim Sharp. Which is the correct answer of who's the greatest bull rider of all time. There you think, it is. You think Jim Sharp? Well, I, I think that because of the era I'm in. Uh, you know, like he rode over eighty bulls in a row. It's hard to argue that. I I don't believe he's the greatest ever, but he is a eighty bulls in a row. He did, bro. Jim Sharp, George Paul, maybe eighty three, eighty four, something like that. He rode. Hang on, that's a lot. We can call him if you need to. Hey, Jim, what are you doing? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a it's a toss up for me. It, and. How do, so, how do you gauge that, though? I mean, because... I mean, I'll tell you what I think. The greatest... In all honesty. Yeah. What I think. And, uh, like, so I watched uh, Flint's podcast the other day with Sage on there. We love Flint Asperson. And, and, and he asked Sage who the greatest is. He said Donnie he Gay. Immediately like that. Donnie Gay, yeah. And then he gave a reason why that made me think he's right. I he, don't think he's right. He did justify uh, it. But it... So it's... Do you go off world title? Jim Sharp did not ride more than 79 bulls in a row because George Paul still holds that record. He didn't. Okay. I'll bet you a bajillion dollars. <laughs> a bajillion? I don't have That's a just a bajillion. Do not start uh, digging in your pocket. No, no. Oh, you're getting your phone. Yeah, just looking. Uh, he rode a lot in a row. Maybe it was 60. I don't remember what it was. But it was Never fun. been done before. Whoops. Been done before. Never, never the, been done before. Never been done since. George but, Paul, 79 Bulls. In a row. 79. But the right Holy answer shit. back in the day 
was always razor because he wrote them beautifully. Pretty. And he wrote them the right way. He stuck his chest out at him. He had a great free arm. Why did they call him the razor? Razor sharp. Wrote him sharp. No, it just went with sharp. Oh, it's razor I guess. sharp. I wasn't the guy that nicknamed him. Hatton, you weren't. Nor had anything to you do. You know who I think kind of rode bulls like Jim Sharp? Who? Clint Bronger. He did. Yeah. Beautifully. Yeah. Beautifully. I mean, and they're, it's all up to your opinion. All right, just give me just give me your Mount Rushmore, which I think Mount Rushmore last I looked had four white guys. Should be four Indians. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, uh, but crazy horse right down the road. Give me oh. give me your Mount Rushmore of bull riders. Greatest of all time. Top four? Top, top five. four. Top four. Or five. Do you want to go five? five? Let's, let's go five. Let's go five. go mine. In, in, a, in a particular we'll go order. Yeah, let's all go. Yeah. Top five. Give me your top five. No in, particular in, in, order. Not based off of money one. Not based off no, of who world I titles. Think the who your top five are. Chris Shivers, Justin McBride, Troy Dunn, J.B. Mooney, Joe Savi, Torlemi. Interesting. This is so hard. Interesting. I, just, I, I know. He, na- he names names that you're like, Oh, my gosh. And, what about yeah. that guy? And, and it makes yeah. me sad that I left Adriano out of there. Yep. Sure. Left, sure. Yeah. Okay. Give me yours. Me? And, and, oh, hold on. Okay. Adriano needs to be considered because he's a three-time world champion in different genres of bulls. So, uh, we'll go honorable mention. He, no, oh, he did it. He was world champion when there were big lumber and brindles. He, he, world champion he has a monument below Mount Rushmore. There you he go. He was yeah. the world champion. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready to kick one of those other guys so, out, but he's in there too. That, that. And real quick before I get to my, my top five, Mount Rushmore, which is top four, but we're going to go five. You said the bulls. Like that we know the Bulls are different now. How can we say whenever Chris Shivers and McBride and those guys weren't going? Because that, that was the start of the the true, the the dipping, uh, reindeer dipping and the bushwhackers, the yellow jackets and all of those. How can we not compare those Bulls the same as the riding solos yeah. of today? Yeah. Well, you could actually get out on a little yellow jacket. Or, or or how could you not say that those guys could actually talk to Court about that today? I said, did you ride him at Bowie? Oh, I saw that. Did you see that? I saw it, yeah. Or how could you say that those guys couldn't ride these bulls? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a generational argument, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's All right, like, so oh. top five me. Okay. Top five me. <laughs> He's going to hurt some feelings here. No, I'm not. You can see, you can see the look on his face. He is concerned <laughs> that somebody like listening is going to be like, "Oh, that's son." Of Here's a what bitch. I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to go rodeo announcer on you, JB, because I just I I truly in no particular order in no particular order. Okay, JB, and this is me as a fan, mm-hmm. not a bull riding guru or anything of the sort. JB McBride. Sage, Stetson, Adriano. That's four. And and the reason I can say that is because I never really watched. I was a fan of Adriano. I don't know why. But, like, I've watched, for some stupid reason, have went to YouTube and watched Adriano Mariah's videos. Like, I think it was from Tommy Joe, my brother, talking about, like, the strength that he have that he had. And how he would just muscle himself back into the Galermi middle. as well. Robson yeah. Palermo as well. Yep. And, yep. and Galermi is just, I I was at the 18 World Finals when he rode whatever, I don't remember what bullet was. 
a couple weeks ago, I tried to talk him into getting on for the Kansas City Outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You can do it. I said, I guarantee if, if they pick the Bulls for you now, he says, oh, my mind thinks so, but my body does not. See, and after watching today, and listen, I talked to Colby Yates, and 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 watching today at the, the event at Dickies, I'm like, man, alive. I don't think you can compare this generation of bull riders, and I will agree with you, Richard, to that generation. And I'm not picking on any bull riders. Trust me, I am the. Ge- I would never ride a bull. I would never do what they do. And so I commend any person that will tie themselves onto a back of these things. I'm not even going to call them bulls. These things that they ride. But you think of. In my mind, I'm seeing images of Tough Hedeman. I'm seeing images of Galerme. I'm seeing images of Adriano and, and Colby Yates when he went to the NFR. And Great boy. Just a dragon slayer. JB and the crap. And he would chicken on a chain and asteroid and all these bulls that he wanted the baddest son of a gun they could run in underneath them. And then I watched today. And I watched I watch the bull riding. I watched the bull riding today. Right. And I'm like, these guys, they're they're not the same. They're not. I I don't think they're as tough now as they were then. No. But any sport, maybe. Oh no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Sport, and, so and, it's, and it's there's different. evolution of sport. I mean, yeah. You watch the NBA now compared to when Michael Jordan played. Yeah. It's a different game. Don't. So there's this thing on HBO, and now we're getting to, like, this is just, I hope you guys cracked open a beer or got a coffee to listen to this, because it's just three dudes talking now. That's a good one here. But uh, there, it was called Magic Time. It was called, the, it's, it's a deal on HBO. It was about the, basically a story about the legend of the dynasty of the L.A. Lakers and how, like, the Pistons and the 76ers and even the Celtics, how violent they were. Violent. Violent. Like, try to hurt you. Yes. And now, I'm a LeBron James fan, but the man knows how to draw a foul. It's strategic. It's not about being tough. It's about being strategic. Pe- Leighton Berry, one of my, he was on our podcast. Pegas, Texas, has a horse kind of not have a good trip. First re-ride, high heels. They marked this horse 47 and 48 at the, his first two outs, or I think it's, I don't know if it's a mare or a Oh, gelding. But 47 and 48 out of 50, the first two outs of the year for this horse. And Leighton goes, nope, no thank you. I literally ride up to the chutes and go, Leighton, high heels. He goes, too early in the week. So he didn't get on him? No. He said too early in the week. Because Pecos is right before Reno. Right, right. Right before the whole 4th of July. July is the richest month in rodeo. The second week of July, or Salt Lake week of July, is the richest week of rodeo between Salinas, Nampa, Salt Lake, Ogden, so, Spanish. Yeah. So many. Cheyenne. Yep. And he's like, too early in the week. It's strategy. It's not about being tough. It's not about the Larry Sandvicks and the, the Garrett boys and the Pete Hawkinses and those guys who just run them in. I want them. I want, I want on him. Yeah. It's strategy. But I also think that's because of the increase of money. It's not necessarily about pride or 
cowboy card. It's about making a good living and being strategic and winning a world title. And we could go into the PBR and talk about Silvano and some of the decisions he made. And now he is easily a legend. And But there was a time where it was, you know, he was applying strategy. And then there was JB or whoever else or the, the strategy of Cody Lambert of saying, that's all the better you think you can do than, you know what I'm saying, like about taking rerides. But I think that's where the evolution, it's almost hard to compare riders now to then because the amount of money that's available and how strategy is so much a part of decision-making where it's not just about, I came to ride one and I will grit my teeth and make an ugly face and ride one as hard as I can. That's where, that's the difference between the, the guys of old and now. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. Because the guys of old get on any of them. Yep. I mean. The way know. they select bucking bulls for the NFR now. Like I said, probably got to be the hardest job in the world to put that pin together. But since they've released the list, I've been talking to some people. It's, again, I'm not the guy getting on bulls for 10 nights in a row at the NFR. Period. I would never, I don't have an even an, a, a minuscule of the talent those guys have. But how they're selecting them is a bit sus. What do you mean? How How is it sus? I, I don't I don't I don't know this story. There's uh, why are you doing this to me? I'm just asking. Like you brought it up, and it's it, I'm like saying you could fair. To- it's strategy. It's not about we want the 100 toughest bulls to ride in the world at our world championship event. Yeah, they don't want that. So ergo, that separates the PBR and the PRCO. Because the PBR World Finals is easy to pick. The greatest, hardest, toughest bulls in the world to be there. Period. I can't believe you guys got into this and didn't even ask me my Mount Rushmore bull rider. Right? Where's your Mount Rushmore? Sorry. All right, all right. I'll get into Let's it. Let's hear I think that J.B. Mooney is the greatest bull rider of all time. In my opinion. So he's, he's on my list. J.B., I'm going to go McBride. This is so hard. This is very hard. Uh, I'm going to put Sage Kimsey on there. I think Sage is one of the greatest. Understood. I really do. Yep. So, Mooney, McBride, Kimsey. I have two left. Oh, man, this is hard. This is very hard. Let's do this. I'm going to write them all down. I'm going Jose. And this is oh no, my god! I didn't even put Jose. This is no particular order. I want you guys to understand that, and I want you to realize that. No particular order. I'm putting Jose on there, so I have one left. Hmm. So many decisions. I'm gonna go Jim Sharp. That's my list. Good list. Great list. Again. And, and who is five, yours, Richard? My five bull riders would kick your five bull riders' asses <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> it's all the same. Well, we have, much. We have did three of the same. I went with uh I went with JB, Mac, Sage, Stetson, and Adriano. And you have... I don't know, because I could change them every time. <laughs> There's so many good now, Well, just the more I'm thinking about it, I could... I could put Clint Bronger on mine, to be honest with you. I really could. Is he I a think, world champion? No, he's not. And and maybe... So the then great, how can you put him on there? 
it, the, the that's what I was, said. Who do you think the best bull riders were? I, I who the best world champions? Were? Yeah, uh, accolades are. How were are, those not the same thing? Accolades are. Uh, how do you? How, okay, so if we went on, if we went on world titles, Don so Gates you're saying Dan Marino's as good as Tom Brady? He was close, but no. He never, won, he never won a world title. I quote Tom Brady when I say that. He said that Tom Brady, or he said Dan Marino <laughs> is the greatest quarterback of all time. Who said that? TB said that. TB12 said that. Trey Benton? Trey Benton. No, he's sir. just TB3. Okay. TB3. We're talking about TB12. <laughs> it's so hard to pick because it, And it's what going? you like. I mean, if you're going to go to yeah, the quarterbacks, I'm going to put Brett Favre up there because I loved watching that guy play. I'm going to put Jim McMahon up. But isn't he still a Super Bowl champ, Brett Favre? I don't know. Did Brett Favre ever win one? Hey, I don't know. Did Brett Win a Super Bowl title? Here's an answer from Britannica. Brett Favre won one Super Bowl championship. Just one. He did. But he still won a world title. So Eli you, Manning. So you think if they don't win a world title, they're not they can't be considered the greatest? So you believe so you're you're part of that part of that group that says you can't be in the PRC uh, Hall of Fame if you haven't been a world champion. I'm not part of that group it, at all. My dad was never a world champion. Way, way part of your uh, argument there. No, 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 Richard. Because that's the truth. It's not a little champion, That's not what I'm go. saying. I'm yeah. saying if we're making a, gr a Mount Rushmore of great bull riders. They have to be world five, champions. I'm saying if you're putting a guy in there that's not a world champion, you're leaving out. And, I mean, again, it's opinion. It doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But I'm saying opinion. If you leave a guy out that's that's not – if you put a guy on there that's n not a world champion instead of a Jim Sharp who's a two-time, isn't he? I believe so. Okay. So everybody you said mm -hmm. is. So Galermi, not a world champion. Galermi world champion. was 08. He is – okay, I'm sorry. So Okay, so there's my point. He still is. But since he put Clint Bronger on there, and he's not a world champion. He didn't put Clint Bronger on he there. Did. I said I could have, yeah. I, he said I he could have, but I don't think he could have. I could have. Again, it's his decision. Clint's, I have no saying it. Clint's so good. And I, 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 could I, put, think, I could put fucking Wacey Cathy on there. Absolutely. Never so won a world title. When it comes to the Danny Hall of Fame. Flynn. Yeah. Never won a world title. Nope. Want to bet? No, I was just asking. You gave me the look. No, I was asking. I Ariana, know, but his there's, granddaughter, there's, there's great lady. So, there's just so many. Um, the when it comes to Hall of Fame, I don't think it should come to being world titles. Is that period. is that a rule? Yeah, you, you cannot be in the. Well, it's a rule to a degree, but you can still get in As because a contestant. It's a Jerome rule. Robinson, my dad, never world titles. Like in personnel and and uh, what's the how did Jerome was under? Oh my gosh. I don't remember the name, but it was like a different kind of a name. Jerome was on my Wall of Fame or Hall of Fame for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet Flint gets in next year too. To the PRC Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. I hope Flint comes back to Pro Rodeo. He won't. Ah, never say never. No? <laughs> I'm going to yeah, say give it a year. Know. I'm going to say give it a year. Richard got to work the very last performance. I did. Flint Rasmussen. You did. And the, where was that at? Big Sky, Montana. Oh, my gosh. Kind of a nice place. <laughs> yeah, that place doesn't suck. Tell me your Justin Timberlake story about Big Sky that you told me a couple days ago. <laughs> he just There's just some superstars that come hang out there. And it, I might ask him to go get us a beer. Yeah, it, 
Oh, me? No. I'm going to ask JT, too. Oh, JT. yeah. Justin Timberlake. You have that way with... Tell uh, that story. With, with famous people. I'm asking them to get you beer. <laughs> this isn't the first time, Richard. No, it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was lucky enough to work Flint's last performance. Okay, can you tell the story about Justin Timberlake? No, let's just talk about Flint. Uh, the greatest. He asked Justin Timberlake... If, if, to go give I'll give you my Mount Rushmore of clowns. Flint. 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 The greatest. You bet. Unless you go on paper, Justin Rumford hasn't beat in Clown of the Years. And that's really what matters to him. you got to be world champion. Okay. I would, I would like to say that I think Anthony is superficial. I've not won anything in my life. I mean, I've won some things in my life, but I've not won anything announcer. But I would go, I would, I feel confident enough to go toe to toe with anybody that has. We'll take all comers. Yeah. Yep. I love all, whatever you just said. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, final thought being in the position you're in, okay? Knowing there, knowing there is uh, thousands of people every time you step up there to play music, to call a show, whatever it may be. How do you deal with doubt that I know, because I know you, that creeps in at that last second and says, you're not good enough? Uh, All right, this is where I'll put this, and Brad can attest to some of that. I lay it out there all the time. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail full blast. I'm going to fail at full throttle. And I do fail a lot. But I I just kind of push through it, and I've been – all right, we'll talk about you, – you brought them up a little bit. I was, I've been blessed in the production world to be around guys like Tommy Joe Lucian, mm-hmm. like Jerome Robinson, like Dan Hickman, like Luke Kaufman, who is doing it now and doing phenomenally – I've been lucky enough to be around those guys, uh, the Kurt Blakes of the world that has done every job that's done, uh, around those guys where if I mess up, I'm just going to go do what they've done. (laughs) I'll just copy something they've done because they've proven their self as successful over the years. Mm -hmm. As far as if I step up there to play music, I just give my best. And back to my deal, I just try my ass off every time. Yeah. And I mean every time. Today was not the the most easy event to do. We no. bucked off a lot. We, you know. Low-key crowd on a Sunday. A Sunday like, afternoon in yeah. Texas. Yeah. And it's a, a person can easily, well, it's just bullshit. Yeah. I try. Mm-hmm. I try to the, from the, the time the, the doors open until the time we sell it to sell it out. So if I try going full blast and try my best out and I fail, well, then I just fail. At least you failed while daring greatly. you damn right. I, I mean, I... Yeah. I, And that's just your I, mindset. I just try. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just my mindset. So and no matter what comes into your mind, I'm going to try my butt off. If it works, great. If it doesn't, at least I tried well, there and greatly. And if it doesn't, I'll I'll take the lessons I've learned. Yeah. And try not to repeat those. Sure. Try you know the things that which I have failed, 
I'll try not to repeat those. But uh, I, I'm the next gig I have is the challenge or the the team's finals mm -hmm. in in Vegas. Every day from now till then, I'll work on music. Yeah, I'll work on timing. There'll be a uh, we've been down here all week for meetings, mm -hmm. uh, figuring out the openings and videos and. I'll just put it this way, and I, I know I've told both of you guys it, this. There's a lot of people out there that have way more talent, way more natural ability than me, way more, uh, well, I don't know, opportunities, but way more just, just there's, there's people way more talented. But none of them, not one, can outwork me. There you go. So I just go Hard work. Hard work always works. Always. On that profound drop of info for everybody listening, that goes in every aspect of life. That's right. You want to be the best? Work hard. That's right. Because even if you don't succeed in that particular venture, what you learn by working your butt off in that particular venture carries over to the next venture and carries over into the next venture. And if you continue that work ethic and that hard work mindset, you can't be beaten. That's Nobody right. cares. They can't beat you. Work harder. That's right. What? Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah, every, everybody makes their own luck. I, I mean, great opportunities come to people that work hard. Great opportunities are born from great moments. Mm -hmm. That's what we have mm -hmm. here tonight, gentlemen. And I'll say that's what, what you've earned. I'll say one more tonight. thing: the best guys are supposed to play. What? The best guys are supposed to play. And oh, that's, yeah. That's not always the case in our world. <laughs> I think you're talking more about my world. Than our world. world. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about our world. And I'll talk about Brad right here next to me. And he's, I, well, they're telling me to just be careful. Bullshit. When Michael Jordan played, they told him to go play his ass off. Who's telling him to be careful? About what? Ah, just the mafia, you know. Just, <laughs> they'll be, well, maybe you're too much. Wait, no, you go be too much. You go be too much. This is what I'm dealing with, the same thing. Literally, too much was the word used. Because they were making, ugh, we're going to talk about this offhand. Right. We're going to talk about this whole deal off-key. This has been a phenomenal podcast. <laughs> yeah, we Richard have. Jones, thank you for joining us. Uh, it, it's been a, a bull riding. 30 seconds. It's been a fun Close day, us guys. out, brother. Go ahead. Send us home. Thank uh, you, Richard. Thank yeah. you guys for having me hey, very, very much. Sincere and heartfelt you. thank you to Richard Jones for sharing his his knowledge and, and just for being who you are. And, and you've been in both of our lives and so many others. And I we can both say this sincerely. You've been an inspiration. You continue to be an inspiration. And so thank you for doing what you're doing and, and just paving the way of creating a culture of trying hard and working harder. And uh, fans, we are so thankful for each and every one of you for tuning in to Cowboy Mafia. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you comment and follow us on all facets of social media. My name is Anthony Lucia. That's Brad Narducci. And that was Richard Jones. If you remember nothing else, remember this. Be thankful for the ones beside you. Be thankful for the God above you. And be thankful for the light before you. Till next time, have a good day.
Top of the